Welcome to the Young Central Podcast, your hub for human rights, mental health, and social justice. I'm your host, Serene Banna, and you can join us in our discussions every Wednesday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another discussion on Young Central. This episode is brought to you by Sahira Jewelry. Sahira produces timeless pieces with a modern twist. They are beautifully made to be worn everywhere. I have my favorite Sahira necklace on right now. (laughs) Um, You could shop the store at youngcentral.net slash Sahira. Um, This week, Young Central is dedicated to domestic violence and sexual assault awareness. As many of us know, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, so we will be sharing as much information and as many resources as we can. If you um, or anyone you know has ever been put in a situation that you did not consent to, if you are a victim of domestic violence or sexual assault, or if you are a survivor, it is important to remember that it is not your fault. You are not to blame and you should never feel ashamed. If you do need to talk to anyone, you can contact the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 800-656-HOPE, and you can contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 800-799-7233. So today's episode is dedicated to analyzing how domestic violence and sexual assault have become as prevalent as they are in a society that seems to cheer predators on. If you follow many stories of sexual assault and domestic violence, uh, they would have been easily preventable. So we're going to talk about that today. And specifically, I want to use the current situation between Kim Kardashian and Kanye West as an example. Now, in this discussion, I won't be going through the relationship history because really that's irrelevant to the topic. Um, If you don't know what's happening, all you really need to know to understand this situation is that Kim and Kanye were married. They had been in a relationship for quite some time. They got married. Kim filed for divorce last year, and the court has declared her legally single. Kanye is, or seems to be, in denial about the situation. He bought a house after, you know, the divorce went down. He bought a house on the same block as Kim. He has publicly threatened violence against Kim Kardashian, He has publicly threatened her boyfriend, Pete Davidson. And on top of all of that, he has spread misinformation and fabrications about his ex-wife's handling of the divorce and of the children. So there's quite a lot to unpack there. The fact that this is Kanye West and Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson can be completely disregarded when we're discussing this, and the story would still be incredibly alarming. However, the fact that it is them makes it an influential story, right? So it makes it a story that people want to 
to listen to and, and be a part of in that um, the public response to this abhorrent behavior by Kanye has been incredibly telling. It's telling of how our society views safety of women and domestic violence and the red flags that lead up to those situations. Now, the whole world has witnessed a woman clearly express to her ex-husband that he is creating an unsafe environment for her and her family, and half of the world is still supporting him. When he posted those transcripts of their text messages, he also posted a meme of him metaphorically strangling her. Now, since all of this has happened, Kanye West has been suspended from Instagram, but not for his posts about her. Um, He was primarily suspended following his response to Trevor Noah. And he's apparently trying to change his ways now. Right? That's a good step forward. But that still doesn't change the fact that millions of people have and continue to defend him. He's trying to keep the family together is not an excuse. He still loves her is not an excuse. Now, Trevor Noah was attacked with racial slurs for calling Kanye's behavior harassment. And there was one thing that Trevor Noah said that speaks to our society's understanding of these situations and the hypocrisy that goes into dealing with these situations. He said, you know, people always say that phrase to women. They go, why didn't you leave? Because a lot of women realize when they do leave, the guy will get even crazier. And when I say crazy, I don't mean mental health crazy. So hearing that and really comparing it to all all the different excuses we make for domestic violence and sexual assault, it's profound. Seeing the situation play out as it did was a powerful indication of what safety for women looks like, even for powerful women, women with a lot of resources and a lot of money to protect them. The National Coalition Against Domestic Violence reports that every single day, on average, over 20,000 phone calls are placed to domestic violence hotlines nationwide. 20,000. And if 20,000 people are calling daily, imagine the number of individuals who are too scared to call or don't have the means to call. And while I was reading these statistics, um, I should note on women's safety, especially when looking at sexual assault reports and domestic violence reports, um, I wasn't even shocked at the statistics. I wasn't shocked at all. Um, Isn't that sad? To me, that's really sad um, because it, it kind of points to how prevalent it is that it's not shocking to me anymore. And this is a subject that for some reason, when it is brought up, um, it's automatically dismissed or 
you know, people think you're exaggerating the story or you're exaggerating the situation. But let let me put women's safety in perspective from my point of view or from my life. On my keychain, I have a pepper spray. I have a pocket knife. And I have an alarm. Now, the alarm was a gift from one of my girlfriends. Uh, She bought us all matching alarms to have. And the question that I always ask someone when they're questioning whether or not I'm being excessive with all of these things on my keychain is would I have all three of them if I didn't think I needed them? Why would I go out of my way to purchase all three items? Why would my friend go out of her way to get us matching items if we didn't think we needed them? Because there's a process with these three. First, you go for the alarm. And if that doesn't work, you pull out the pepper spray. If the pepper spray still is not enough, pocket knife. I have a system in place because I know what to expect. My friend got us all matching alarms because she also knows what to expect. Now, whether we're worrying about stalking, about sexual assault, about domestic violence or homicide, we are worried for our safety. And when we say that, it's not. It's not a discussion. It's not something that you can say no to. We are telling you, we are concerned for our safety. Your response should be, I hear you, I understand you, and we should do better. Every 68 seconds, an American is sexually assaulted. And every nine minutes, that victim is a child. Now, domestic violence and sexual assault are not specific to women. One out of every 10 rape victims is a male. So everyone is affected by sexual assault and sexual violence. But um, I want to note that even in the case of sexual assault against men, most perpetrators are men. And that's not to say that women can't be uh, predators and perpetrators in these situations. It's not to dismiss that at all. But in almost 99% of cases against women, the perpetrators are male. And over 80% of cases against males, the perpetrators are male. And only 20%, this is the wild part, is that only 20% of assaults are reported across the board and taking into account the stigma around sexual assault, um, specifically against males, most men unsurprisingly do not report their assaults. We know that's the case for women. We've seen it. Um, Women don't speak up either, but it's at much higher rates for men. And I point out that men are the common denominator. I don't want anyone to misconstrue that. Because when we say men are the problem, it's because in almost all occurrences of sexual assault, they are 
they are the perpetrators. Now, that's obviously not a blanket statement over all men. There are some pretty great men out there. It's just an indication of which members of society need to do better. And you can find a great example of these members of society that must do better in Kanye West's Instagram comments. And going back to Kanye West and the case of Kanye, the excuses that have come up to defend him and his behavior and his harassment publicly, um, I've seen a lot of he's a musical genius and he's a role model. He is. I'm not negating that. I love his music. He is. But you know what else he is? He's a piece of shit. Calling Trevor Noah, who is America's sweetheart, calling Trevor Noah a racial slur for defending Kim Kardashian's safety is inexcusable. It is inexcusable. There's no way to defend that. I'm sorry to him because he lost his family. And I'm sorry for everything that he is experiencing. But this is not the way to go about it. You can still listen to his music. You could still appreciate his path to success. And you can simultaneously point out that his behavior is inexcusable. And if someone is still confused as to why he is, think of it this way, okay? Take a moment and think of this situation from a different perspective. Kim Kardashian is a human being. She was married to someone that she loved. She decided that she did not want to be married to that person anymore for several reasons, which are irrelevant. She just decided that she does not want to be married. So she filed for divorce. She was declared legally single and got a divorce. She moved on. That's as simple as it is. She moved on. She has a right to move on. She has a right to date and live a happy life. That's her human right. She has a right to safety. Every woman should have that right, as does every man. And it should not be more complicated than that. If she's expressing that he is creating an unsafe environment for her and her children and her boyfriend, and she's begging him to stop, and he's taking that as a sort of challenge to continue, try to win her back. It should not be more complicated than that. But unfortunately, it seems like it is. So, I mean, if you're listening to this and you see the problem, you have to share the information. And if you're listening to this and you're trying to learn more about this problem, Educate yourself more on the prevalence of domestic violence and sexual assault. Educate yourself on the different forms. One in four women and one in nine men experience severe intimate partner physical violence. And that can include stalking with impacts and sexual violence. 
Intimate partner violence accounts for 15% of violent crimes. And statistics are impactful on their own, right? But they're more impactful when you put it into perspective. If you take eight women randomly at the mall and you line them up consensually and you line them up, one in four women have been victims of severe physical violence. One in seven of those women has been stalked. And one in five of those women has been raped. Put it into perspective. If it is more influential to you to use members of your family, do that, but you need to really see the problem as it is. And if you're listening to this and you're wondering how you can help mitigate the issue, my favorite motto when it comes to this topic is see something, say something. Whether it's a post you see online that you share or you see a catcaller harassing someone on the street or you see someone in Kanye's comments or someone at a party taking advantage of another human being, say something. Silence is compliance. Say something. Even if it, and people always get weird about this because they're like, what if I'm wrong? Or what if, you know, the situation is completely out of context? Even if it is a hunch or a gut feeling, better safe than sorry. I would much rather have someone intervene and have it be an incorrect situation that is misread than someone not intervene at all and have a slight chance that it is a dangerous situation. This issue can't be fixed unless we all collectively fix it. And that should apply whether you like the victim or not. Um, I can't believe I have to say that. But I think especially having seen that most of the people hyping Kanye were not supporting Kim because they just didn't like her um, or didn't like her brand. Those two instances are not linked. You don't need to like her or her brand. And you can still carry on criticizing her and her brand, um, especially after the get your ass up and work fiasco. You can still criticize her. And you can still defend her right to personal safety and her choice to move on. The two are able to overlap. You can find all of the resources um, that I've discussed and the statistics at RAIN. You can also find them at No More and Take the Pledge. Um, And you can find them on the website for the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. And I'll make sure they're linked in the show notes in case you want more resources um, and statistics and information. And as always, please remember to be a good human being. I will see you guys next week. Be sure to follow Young Central on Instagram, TikTok, and on Facebook at Young Central Network. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.